Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I was going to say Football Cup there. The Football Cup has been awarded. <laughs> Celtic win the Football Cup. This week, it's the end of the season. That means the League, the League Cup and the Scottish Cup have all been decided. But there are a few more awards to give out. And that's what we're going to do. It's the TMT Awards. Hello and welcome to 20 Minute Tim's episode 140. This week, I'm with Melly. Hello. Stephen. Hi there. And I'm Jamie. And it is roasting out there, Stephen. Sure is. What is it? It's like, what, 26 degrees? That must be, yeah. And we are cooped up. <laughs> cooped up. I've got two different... Va- I've got the spectrum of tan here. I've got Melly, <laughs> who's as pale as they come. Like a baby fish. You can see his heart beating through his chest. And Stephen... I'm starting to get that sort of Pep Guardiola style Pep, head glow. You're like a baked bean <laughs> with your bald head, or even better, a hot dog <laughs> sitting there. And then there's me, who's kind of in the middle. Um... What a day to be recording a podcast in a no, dark room. It's, but it's, it's the end of the season, though. School's out. This is just the, the last day of school. The dress down Friday for the team. We're to bring our board games. That's right. We've got Mousetrap in front of us. We've got all that kind of stuff. Was the, Operation. I was never allowed to play Mousetrap in school because because the, there was a rumour, I've still never played Mousetrap, there's a rumour that it took too long to set up. Yeah, aye, it does. Does aye, it? Aye, that was, that was torture. <laughs> that was always the rumour, so just ended up playing Hungry Hungry Hippos for frustration. <laughs> oh, I hurt the hands after a while. <laughs> I did, aye. aye. Um, so what we've done this week, since the season is over and everything has been decided, is we've got together, and this is the last regular podcast of the football season. I don't know when Celtic are back. June, July, end of June, beginning of July, is that when the qualifiers start? Too soon, to be honest, yeah. Four weeks off, we could have researched it, we didn't. <laughs> um, so what we've got to do is, uh, it's a, a bit different, I sent you boys a list of awards, a list of categories, a list of questions that I'm going to put to you as, as a sort of end of season awards type. So there's several questions here and some funny what ifs, I tried to include some scenarios here. But first things first, there's a, there's a bit of transfer news already happening, um, Eric Sviatchenko has left the building £1 million to FC Mateland. Um Is that how we signed him from? No. Yes. Yeah, it was, yeah. So he's went back for a million quid. Um, how do you feel about that? Okay, we kind of covered it a couple of times at the time. I don't think anyone really expected him to come back. No, nah. I mean, but yeah, it's a kind of a strange one. He started out very well and then just sort of disappeared, really. There's been a lot of talk about how, oh, we're going to need to replace him with a top-class defender now, but really mm. you don't because nah. he's been absolutely nowhere near the team. Even when before he went on loan, he wasn't he wasn't making the squad most, no. most weeks, no. so it's it's not a major concern. It's like it's like Nadia Chifchi at this stage, to be honest. I, I'm not comparing them as players, but in terms of contribution to the squad, negligible at the moment. Why, why do you think he never made it, Melly? 
He's not good enough, I think. He's a good guy, but just got off to a decent start and we really needed him at the time. He came in, did well, but under Rodgers, he's just been overtaken and he's not getting his mm. place back. Too, so too soft, a bit soft, too slow. Just just not to the, not to the calibre we need. Anyway, that's that. A footnote <laughs> in the history of Celtic, Eric Svitchenko there. We're going to move on. We're going to dive right into the questions slash awards. Now, the first one is, what is your signing of the season? A new player who arrived in either the summer window or the January window, I'll let you pick. Before we go any further with this whatsoever, I would like to throw back, here's a callback, as they say in the industry, to the start of this season. Along the same lines of category here, do you remember when we were asked to identify players that were going to stand out this season? Was this us picking our guys? Yeah, our official Christian Gamboa-sponsored guys. Now, mine was Olivia and Cham. Now... I'm not gloating about that because I basically just picked the biggest signing of them all and that was the major signing of yep. the season. Melly, I think you picked Ibui Kouassi and James here. I picked Mel- Kundai Benya. <laughs> <laughs> that was my guy. An eye for a player. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what's to, to become of him. I, I'm led to believe he hasn't been playing for whatever club he's... Oldham. He's, is it Oldham? Oldham? Yeah, I don't think he's been playing for them either. Never, never going to make it. I think it's safe to say he's probably not anyone's signing of the season. Makes it all the more bizarre that just this season... When chasing a goal against Rosenborg, Brendan Rodgers brought Kundai Benio on before Callum McGregor. <laughs> brought on Benny. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically brought Benny on. So, Melly, I'm going to come to you first. Who is your signing of the season here? It would be the man Stephen mentioned, Cham. Cham. I cannot deny that. He's came in. Good start, faded a little, but since then he's just went from strength to strength and big games he turns up and he looks like he's going to be an absolute class act for us. Just so little. Competition for it to be to be mm. perfectly honest. Who are we up against here? And Cham, who's who's the real? Well, I, d- I didn't, I didn't, Edward. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say that to you, but I did put for mine. And Cham was mine, incidentally, mm. and Eddie was second if it came down to it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, Edward's really the only the one is mm. is figuring at all in this conversation. Yeah. But and Cham, as Melly said, absolutely excellent. He's looking like the next one, the next big thing, to be honest, in this country. I think he can only get better from here. I love the, f- I just love the fact that, like you say, he's going to be the next one and it doesn't look like someone who were immediately trying to move on. Like, the minute Van Dyke and Wanyama became players, mm. we sort of knew that we were going to try and move them on. Dembele, from the minute he arrived, we were sort of accepting the fact that he's going to move on. We're, we're in talks to sign Edward. Again, we think, oh, we might keep him for a year or two. But Cham looks like someone who... who, who that old cliche build the team around but he does genuinely look like someone we can do do he, that team. he looks like a class act and the, the bigger the game the better he is just absolutely dominates in there beside Brown and it's just everything you want in a player they complement each other well and you're just looking forward to next season having him there having Scott Brown there and having Tom Rogic there he's done about everything this season as well and as much as we've laughed at times that he's, he's standard of shooting he has weighed in with a good few goals from, yeah. the, from his position was that maybe 8 or 9 goals he scored this season including one in the, the, the cup final at the end there on a similar theme but maybe not I asked for your most improved player and I'm preparing myself for the pelters I'm about to receive here once <laughs> I tell you mine so uh, I'm going to come to you first Stephen well, it's a more stacked division than the yes, best signing let's face it there are a number of contenders for this you could say ayer I'd heard from a fairly decent quote unquote hashtag source this Ooh. season that Brendan Rodgers didn't fancy him at mm. all and this was while he was at Kilmarnock and when he came back to Celtic Brendan Rodgers didn't like the look yeah, of him at didn't all didn't fancy him so if, to have gone from that, I don't know how much truth there is in it, but some, from a fairly decent source, to have gone from that to an absolute mainstay in the team is a huge improvement. I mean, enormous, really, yeah. because he's one of the first names in the team sheet these days. And that's why, let me just shock you, he is my second pick, the most improved <laughs> player of the year. 
the other the other two big ones, McGregor and Forrest, mm-hmm. who are the, again improved enormously this season. To pick one, I don't know. I'm going to have to go with Christine Gamboa. <laughs> 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 no, it's higher, it's higher for me because oh, yeah. I, I think the, those two guys, the other two that I said there, McGregor and Forrest, were already fairly established players. Mm-hmm. I think to have exploded into the team deserves a, a kind of a nod in that regard. Oh, I mean, I was my second because I'm just I'm loath to pick James Forrest. I don't know why. McGregor was my first choice. Because I think he's genuinely improved. I think Ayers, Ayers got a bit of luck with injuries, and Ayers a good player. I just, I wouldn't say he's exploded in the team, but he certainly he got second place for me. Can't argue. I difficult to choose between Ayers and McGregor. Ayers been great, came in and he, he's kept his place. I think he's only missed one game or so since then, just mm. been rested. And it's Ayers and somebody else at centre half now. So it's some going from a guy that was centre-half pairing at the start of the season with him and beat on and we thought there was no chance. But I'm going to have to go McGregor. The guy, I didn't like him at the start. He changed my mind a bit, but now he's completely changed my mind and mm-hmm. he's doing it in the big games and I can't really imagine the team without That's him. That's what done it for me. It's it's He's went from being a bit part player to someone who starts all the time, who you want to see on the team sheet and now who does it in the big games. That's exactly it, and you, I struggle to think about the team without him now. He can play him so many positions, and he'll just give you not just steady performances, great performances. So I can't argue with that. It is genuinely everywhere he plays as well. It's absolutely yeah. everywhere. He's left back, central midfield, left midfield, left wing, right wing at times as well. The only thing he's not, he's never going to have played or is going to play is centre forward and centre half. It's basically everything else in the pitch at, the, at times. So the TMT award for most improved player goes to. Well, it goes to McGregor with the Cham coming in second. He hasn't it, turned up, unfortunately, so I'll, I'll accept, accept the award. Except on, on, on his behalf. I think that might be a run of the theme. <laughs> um, I sort of struggled with the name, naming this one. You don't want to be too harsh, you don't want to be too critical. So I've named it Flop of the Season. See, when you said you, you didn't want, you, you struggled naming the award, did you not want to call it the Charlie Masonda Award? I didn't want great? to call it the Charlie Masonda Award for Flop of the Season, unfortunately. I mean, uh, Melly. I haven't actually went for chuckles. Oh, have you not? No. Who's your flop of the season? That's a be good. Marvin Comper. <laughs> yes, yeah, because yeah, you could call it the Marvin Comper Award for flop of the season as well. It, Why, Melly? Because it's a baffling, baffling sign, and we all thought at the time it's exactly what we need. And experienced, as you like to say, centre half played in Germany does have that one cap, and he's been there he? and done I, it. He I could, know that. I think he does have a yeah. cap. He's a. Uh, he couldn't play in Europe, which was a bit weird, but we really needed him to come in at that time. Just injured straight away and has played 80 minutes against Martin. And that's enough enough for a, a cup winner's medal. See, exactly. if, see if he is actually an international. I didn't know that, if that's true. But if he is an international, is it one of those Raphael Shake caps? Though? He's, he's been capped as some sort of scandal. We, um, we signed him because Lee Congerton wanted to sign him five years ago. And that tells me... How? You know, it's Lee Con- somebody's went to Lee Congress because we need a central defender and he's like, I've got just a guy. I remember five years ago this guy had a great game against Leipzig. And pretty, sure, pretty sure he's still 27 just now. Yeah, so right. five years on. So we shouldn't, I mean, it does beg the question, what is Lee Congerton doing? Anyway, Stephen, you're, abs- you're absolutely right, Melly. It ticks every single box on paper. It's, mm-hmm. it's exactly what we've been crying out for, not even just this season, basically forever. Yeah. An, an experienced, for all the world, talented centre-half. But we've, we've Daniel Prodan that we've, we've signed a, a centre half and he's basically contributed absolutely nothing. He played in that Morton game, as you say, Melly, and 
He didn't look bad, but I kind of joked at the time that he looked a wee bit like a, a charity game player. Like he, he looked really stiff. He looked as if he was about 45 and coming back for somebody's testimonial. I wasn't to know at the time that that's basically what he is. It, it, what age is he? He's only 32. It's not like he's... I mean, a lot has been made that he's been brought to the club to sort of pass on his experience to younger players and all that but he's, he's only 32 he's not 38 it's he can he... pass it on all he wants but he has to play as yeah, well exactly when you get Colo Turi there to do that so why do we need this guy I've often wondered when people talk about that he's been brought in to pass on his experience his knowledge see if you're a 32 year old player coming into a new club and and people think of that of you, would you not be like, can I not just play? Yeah. I'm, I'm only 32, I'm not a coach or anything like that. I just, that's an awful lot of responsibility, but I mean, we're over over analysing his performance. So, so is so he far. your pick? No, it's Charlie Musson. No. Right, yes. just, just purely on hype alone. I mean, it was, we've talked about it before, did we beat a thousand clubs yes. to his signature? Basically beat every club in Europe to his signature and he's... And the wages. I mean, we were reportedly yeah. paying, I, I don't know if he's on 40 grand a week at Chelsea or that's what we were reportedly paying, but we were paying a, a vast amount of money. Um, all the fanfare, as you say, the fact we we tried to sign him for 5 million in the summer, we didn't get him, we bring him in on loan and I don't really know what happened with him though, that's the thing, because he no. came on and he looked okay, he looked yeah. fine, he excited me when he came on, he must have been a shite trainer, he just must have not been Brendan Rodgers type of guy. There's been some chat about that, about how he's not a bad attitude, apparently if, by all accounts he's a, he's a good guy, he's not like a big time Charlie then, but he's not He's <laughs> not really high, <laughs> Charlie Big Potatoes, mm. but he's, he's not really applied himself in the way that's expected of him I think he's supposedly very lightweight and he, he demands a lot of attention at training and there's been that kind of thrown around but to be honest I don't know why the due diligence wasn't done on a player of that reputation before he came in everyone knows he's tiny and everyone knows yes. who he is has Brendan worked with him before at Chelsea or did Chelsea uh, bring him from somewhere no, else he's very young yeah probably Surely. for someone of that reputation to come into Celtic all the fanfare all the Celtic social media gifts and all that he came in with the number 67 and all that and it's amounted to absolutely yeah. zero everyone sort of was willing to put it on the back burner a wee bit this season because we had the 18 month loan so it's going, going to be his season next season and it's never, no, never, not even going to never, get that never panned out and Melly it was the thing about Musonda was the word was coming out very early you know about two months into the loan three months into the loan the word started that he wasn't that he wasn't going to cut it yeah see when like people are reading through your ma's Instagram and getting close <laughs> to that come on mate I know you're a young guy but there's no need for all that deleting the Celtic bits. And Aye, all there was that. a it's weird just, bit about that, wasn't it? It's a bit immature. Uh, that, that's like that. That struck me as probably whenever that happened, that was the moment he probably got the call from his agent saying Celtic are sending you back down the road. And as much as Marvin Comper isn't thirty six, he's thirty two. Charlie Mazzone isn't fifteen. He's no, almost twenty two. He should be a firmly established player somewhere, and he shouldn't be acting out his career on social media. Who was that American? Remember the young American? He was a football manager. Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. <laughs> Maybe he's the next Freddie Adu. Um, okay, moving on to a more positive note here. Pick your favourite European performance. Choice of three for me. So have I. Choice of three. Anderlecht away has a particular fondness for me because, as I said on the podcast at the time, I was on holiday. At the time, I was in Lisbon and I watched that in an Irish bar. But even though it's a Celtic game in an Irish bar, we were basically watching it on a phone screen in the corner because the Man United game was on at the same time and, and something else. But that was really unexpected. I didn't expect a, a 3-0 victory away from home in the Champions League against anyone 
And I went to, I did the Benfica stadium tour the next day and people were asking me about it. You know, people, you hear a lot of stories about people spotting you in the hoops and, and all that, oh, hell, mate, and all that, and when you're on holiday. But the guide at the stadium just happened to ask me who, who my team was and he, he was genuinely interested in the, the game, the result the previous, the previous night. Other than that, we've got Zenit at home and mm-hmm. um, that was absolutely outstanding. And Bayern at home, which was a, an excellent performance, but sadly ended in defeat. My pick is Zenit. I thought that Zenit. was a near flawless performance. I've not went for any of those three. No, have you not? No. I have went for Astana five. Minutes. Oh well. Oh, I, that was honestly that yeah. was so close to make my list. It's just that night, absolutely everything clicked for us. We got a lot of luck, which we don't usually get mm. in those games, and for a game of that magnitude to be five 0 up at the end of it, and just. We absolutely shredded them. Like Scott Sinclair, you mentioned it a few weeks ago. Like, where is that guy gone? Mm. He was pace to burn in behind them. Two goals. Griffiths on fire. James Forrest on fire. Rogic. I mean, it just had everything. The goals, deflections, great goals, and we just it had everything for me. It was a good night, and I just it's one the one I remember the most fond. And did it sound like? That was awful. I, I don't know how you can win five 0 and still be caking your pants in the return leg, but we were. But quite a few of these has have asterisks next to them because the Zenit away was obviously a complete I, disaster as well. Well, well, well. I had a I had Anderlecht away on, on mm. my potential list. I had Bayern at home again, as you did, Malice, but that wasn't my favourite performance of the season no my favourite European performance of the season was Linfield at home <laughs> get it right up them get 90 minutes of 60,000 Celtic fans singing rebs and flares and scarfs and Linfield could do it all they had was anger all they had was their shitty wee songs and everything else and the else. bottle of fast on the pitch and the bottle of fast that's all they had they had the, and then but when it came down to a football in performance, we pumped them, we sent them up the road with nothing, they didn't get a single goal, and Celtic <laughs> Park was absolutely rocking. Linfield at home for me. All yeah. very different games, different reasons, <laughs> different games for different needs. Yeah. As it were. They, um, just to go back to the Bayern Munich, because no one's picked that, but that was that was the reason James Forrest has been talked about as much this season, because he did fall off a wee bit after Christmas. But the Bayern Munich game at home was probably his best performance ever yep. in a Celtic jersey. Yep. It was absolutely tremendous. Uh, just on the Astana game as well, I forgot to say it was the. I had I've written like the the Green Brigade banner. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. And Conor that McGregor was right, was yeah, right. the next day. It was just just had everything for me. Honorable mention for. PSG away the first eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're just going to have to. We couldn't no consensus on there, so we'll drop yeah, down at the yeah. second picks. We'll, we'll award that one to Anderlecht away. Right. Okay. We'll award that. That's how it works. Um, favorite result of the season? Easy for me. Go for it. Three two Ibrox. Easy for me. <laughs> three two Ibrox melee. I've went for something different. Have you? Yeah. Tell us yours then. Yeah, you the Aberdeen away three 0 because it's probably the best bit of football I've seen from Celtic yeah. this season. Again, absolutely ripped them apart went with three at the back and some of the football we played he couldn't live with it and Dembele and Tierney were on fire that night the 3-2 game because although we've had better results against Rangers obviously this season 4-0s 5-0s everything I think it was just something about the 3-2 game cast your mind back to before the game all we got before it was how yep. what they were going to do what they were going to do and for the first while of the game it looked like yep. they were going to do it to be fair to them they made Celtic work for that and the, going down to 10 men the, the comeback the goals scored in it as well goals yeah, were brilliant aye. and it was the fact 
I hadn't been to Ibrox for years before that. I just, I, it was absolutely brilliant. I just loved every second of it, apart from the first and few we'll minutes. And will not be back. I know, but it looks like we'll not be back. <laughs> because Rangers are so desperate for money. So, so desperate. They need. They don't need it. They, no. they need as much money as they could physically get their hands on now. So for those who don't know, and you will know, Rangers decided to cut Celtics and everybody's, but mostly Celtics, allocation at Ibrox down from 8,000 to 800. Because of two reasons, they say. Because of overwhelming demand for season tickets. Hmm. And because of the behaviour of fans as well. Which is nonsense. Rangers need as much money as they can possibly get their hands on. So if they just want to cut it out, fine. We don't care. I'd gladly have more huns in that stadium watching them get pumped. Mm. Let their kids witness it. Bring your kids. <laughs> bring your grandkids. This is a real football team. You don't want us there. That's fine. We don't need to be there, Stephen. What they're doing here is severing any last links they have to something that's greater than themselves. They are the ones <laughs> clinging on to this old firm idea, right? The Celtic don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. They are the ones clinging on to this old firm stuff. It's no longer a competition as a as a derby, as a footballing derby. So what's the one thing that's left that's that's making this an event? It's the atmosphere. And they've done away with that. So how can we possibly position this as the greatest derby in the world and all that when there's no away fans at it and it's it's a five 0 defeat? I know, it's it's well, it's it's so petty. You know, Rangers come up through the pettiest, snidiest Feeling. wee club you've yeah. ever heard of. And the minute they start to get back on their feet, figuratively speaking, they pull the drawbridge up. Ah oh, well, yeah. user no coming to your bit and user no coming in. Well, fine, because Celtic within twenty minutes released it. It doesn't even count as a statement. It it was what that Celtic statement is the equivalent of Okay, cool, we'll do that as well. I'd love to see the actual maths done on it. The the extra season ticket sales, does that cover for what they I mean, are Sky gonna be happy with this? Are, are they gonna come and say they, what is this game? They, There's they, no away fans of this. I, 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 much like the share issue, I'll be I'll, I'll wonder if this will happen. Probably will, but unless they can it just seems to me like you have to consult the police and all this yeah, yeah. but maybe not I, I don't know if it happens it happens but I don't it is what it is in fairness see if I had thousands and thousands of people I hate turning up at my house a few times a year mm. and, and lording it up while, we, while I make a, an arse mm. of myself I'd probably close the doors as well but, but make, <laughs> make no mistake this is just this, the only reason for this is because Rangers need money because that share issue isn't going to happen and do you know what else I wouldn't even be surprised if that orange strip made a comeback. <laughs> Definitely. And this is another that's the real quiz signing for them because they've they've just quote unquote lost out on Martin Skirtle. Yeah. And now they've just they've withdrawn Celtic's allocation. Like, so that, that takes the attention away for a week. Uh, exactly. See since we're letting loose, let me just sit back here, take my shoes off. <laughs> Let's talk about this Martin Skirtle thing for a minute. Stephen Gerrard has known Martin Skirtle for years, right? Yeah. Are we to believe that at no point did Steven Gerrard know how much Martin Skirtle was getting paid, how much his wages would be, and how much the club was want until Rangers made official approach? Is this what we think? It's not. That's it, not how it works. That is not how it, not works. How it works. Steven Gerrard probably spoke to Martin Skirtle because it was public. I mean, I'm going to try. I'm going to try and get in Rangers. No, that's it. That's a strip. And this is that's Australian. Anyway, <laughs> Rangers, mate. Rangers, <laughs> mate. I'm going to try and get in at Rangers. That's my Australian accent. Um, I'm going to try getting at Rangers, mate. It's going to be great. I'm rebuilding. Ah, oh, Martin Skirtle's like, no bother. Steven Gerrard goes back. Goes. I want Martin Skirtle. How much is he on the 60 grand? The board all that shit. <laughs> Cancel Celtic season tickets. Will Cancel take, everything. Will you take 14? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a desperation move. And see that on strip? I'd ban it. I'd ban, <laughs> ban it. it. Because the only reason they're bringing it out is to wind up Catholics. Mm. That's, that's the only reason they're bringing it out. But I, I wouldn't. Anyway, that's enough about that. <laughs> Scumlot. Where were we, Melly? <laughs> I don't know. I get lost in it. Hey, it was favourite <laughs> result of the season. And. Yeah. Uh, 
so, so yours was 3-0 yep. 3-2 and Stephen mine was the same I had yeah. everything we were all at it together we had a good drink before the game the goals the drama the excitement the build up it had absolutely everything that was another thing another wee a wee nice wee touch is mm. that we were all at it together sitting together we're quite frequently all at games but we don't all, all yeah. sit together at times um, the next question or the next award that I have for you is I don't. we shouldn't name this after anyone until we decide because there's so many people you can name it after this is the hot take of the season mm. I sent you out into the wilderness to find a pundit a journalist who had a spicy spicy meatball of a hot take that you just could not refuse and the best one of the season it's it's again much like the improved player thing. It's such a broad category. There's so much talent in the I pool. Think there here. is a standout. But there is. There a is. Standout, it was. Yeah. Di- yeah, that's what I mean. It's it's quite difficult to find one, right? Mm. But that's not because they're not there. That's because there's so many yeah, of them. No, it's, it's it's a broad talent pool. Yeah. Um, so we'll just go around the table just now. I'm going to ask where did yours come from, but don't tell me who delivered it. So Melly, who delivered yours? I don't have one specific, but it is by Chris Boyd. <laughs> okay, yes, Stephen, who delivered yours? Uh, yeah, it's it's Chris Boyd. Not I, I really struggled. I know you wanted specifics from us, but I really struggled to just pinpoint one thing. The Chris Boyd award from me is more about a. A lifetime achievement, a, a, yeah. a, body, a, bo- a body of work, yeah. a bullshit body of work from Chris Boyd. Where highlights include the Ian Cathro stuff earlier yes. this season, where he was right about him accidentally, yeah. Yeah. But, but really out of order along with it, but followed it right through to the end of the season when he said that Kieran Tierney only wants to win 10 in a row because he's obsessed with Rangers. Yeah, and uh, obviously... You know the, the argument he had with Mikey, <laughs> big bo- the oh, bold Mikey. Pathetic, was it? Was it? Oh, but he can't even name a player. But he can't name him. Who would he get in a headache? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, look at you. You're pathetic, mate. <laughs> that was uh, Chris Boyd. Thanks for that, Melly. Yeah, it's just, it's just the same as body of work, and it's just like, come on, mate, you're still playing, and you're you know. slaughtering guys that you're going to be playing every week. Why yeah. are your club letting you do this? Full credit to him for managing to win this award whilst juggling it with another full time yeah, career yeah, in yeah, football yeah. as well. And he's been nominated for Player of the Year and Nonsense Pundit of the Year. Um, he's he, he, one of the one of his other ones was I shouldn't be top scorer in this league. It should be a Celtic or Rangers player. Good, cool, good take, mate. Um, actually, Barry Ferguson got my vote. Yeah, he got my vote, particularly, you know, as you say, there's, there's a great body of work. You know how when they're doing the like, Lifetime Achievement Award at the Oscars for directors, and it'll be like Spielberg, they'll give them all these Spielberg movies. I've instantly forgotten James Cameron have like Terminator 2 and Titanic, and they go, but particularly for his work on X. Well, Barry Ferguson gets my award this season, particularly for that piece he wrote right after the 3 2 game. Where he basically said Celtic were lucky, 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 lucky that we scored when we did, and the game turned in their favour when they got a man sent off. So going down, to, going down to ten men at Ibrox was the turning lucky point for Celtic. I've got my eye on a few others for next season's award. There's there's lots of hot young talent coming through yep. for this yeah, next yeah, season. Yeah. You've got I'm expecting big things from Alex Ray next season. He yeah, likes the yeah. nonsense as well, and I'd I'd like to give. Just a wee nod to Ewan Murray for his absolutely unwaveringly negative take on Scottish oh, football. Ewan Murray is awful. Oh, yeah. He is an awful, awful man. He has blocked me on Twitter, and you know what? I am thankful for it because that means I don't get to see his hot takes anymore. Did you see Jack Ross get the Sunderland job? And some, and he was like, "Oh, he gets a Sunderland job for winning a miserable league last year." Okay, for, okay, talk the game up, mate. But he is a golfer. That's his main thing, Ewan Murray. So, and anyone that likes golf. Is that bad? Poor dressels. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Ian Murray, whatever people think of English 
media and their pundits and all that, at least they enjoy it. Yes. At least yes. they like their own football. No one's forcing you to watch a football, I, you I know. <laughs> at least, if you've got, <laughs> my mum always used to say, if you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything, don't tweet anything yeah. at all, Ewan. And, and it, it, you can criticise, but they have to be pravda. You know, you yeah. don't, but on the flip side, don't just go, oh, it's bloody shit. <laughs> Special mention to Tom English for his Paddy Roberts flop. <laughs> Paddy, oh, he, Tom English loves condemning a player. This season it's Paddy Roberts, two years ago it was Van Dyke. Uh, also special mention to uh, Mark Weedy who just loves bringing this one back every year. I, mean, I think he genuinely believes it, but there's big investment coming. There's big oh, investment coming. He's done it recently. He's done it last season. He'd done it the season before. Just unwavering doubt from the guy that's going to happen. And we're giving Tom McManus a bit of a free pass on this. Um, mm. Kind of. Well, we're watching him out the side yeah. of DRI because I, I think his enthusiasm just gets the best of him. Oh, definitely. Just, just, just a super enthusiastic wee guy. Alex Ray, I brought up because at one point this season he was talking up in Cham over John McGinn. Yeah. And I agreed with that, right? And Cham's a better player than John McGinn when everyone was talking up John McGinn. But when you looked deeper into it, the reason he was saying that was because he wanted to do down Scott Brown. Right. He was talking about his and Cham was the, the best midfielder in Scotland all the way along. When everyone was like, ah, Scott Brown's doing pretty well as well. No, no, no. That boy for me, at this point, he'd probably played about 10 mm. games. One of the sort of different thing now, um, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of what ifs, a couple of choices, a couple of options here to do with the Celtic team as it is. First question is, you're Brendan Rodgers okay terrific impression <laughs> Peter Lowell comes in and goes Brendan love the teeth you had them done again Brendan goes aye won the treble get my teeth done he goes I need you need you to get rid of three players this season bottom line before I let you get MD in you must ship out three who are your three Melly? or give me one of your three uh, Christian Gamboa not for oh. not for Celtic's sake for Stephen's sake <laughs> so he can let go get out Stephen <laughs> is he one of your three Absolutely not. I, I, if there's any questions in here about what I'd spend a budget on, it'd be a new contract. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, he, he's gone. He's as good as yeah. gone, whether I, I like it or not. I struggle with this category because there's no one really I want I want to see the back yeah, I've, made, I've tried to make these difficult, yeah, these, all these ones. I want to say Mikhail Lustig, but I don't I don't want him out of the club. I, I don't mind mm-hmm. if he hangs around and just be... No, his, ruthless, you have to get rid of three. I, just, I want to keep him around for his zany headwear after goals <laughs> and stuff like that, if not anywhere near the pitch. I'm, I'm going to have to go Lustig because it's a position I badly want okay. strengthened. Armstrong. Armstrong. And... Again, I feel bad because I feel like I'm chasing these guys out when really I've just accepted the reality of situations and that's why I want them moved on. I, you're t- can I, take your, I mean, to be fair to you, you're not really doing it in the spirit that was intended. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> naming guys whose contracts are up. You want, you want me to swing axes. Um, <laughs> so you've got Armstrong and Lustig. Lustig. Uh, James Forrest. James Forrest? No, no, I'm like, <laughs> uh, Doris DeVries. Doris DeVries, you're an absolute shitbag. Yes. Melly, you've me got Gamboa. Gamboa and Neil Beaton just because I, I don't see a place for him anymore. Oh, were you one of the guys on Neil Beaton's Instagram? No, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I don't see a place for him at the time he got injured. He sort of filled in at centre half. He won't be doing that anymore. I don't see a place for him in midfield, and it's a guy we could maybe get a bit of money for. And also, I was Sviatchenko's away, but just. Let sweeten the deal go. Just let the guy go. <laughs> yeah. Please. Okay. It's a good call with Beaton. I'd actually completely forgotten about him. That that would be the first the first name in the Well, like you guys, I took the easy option. I took Gamboa. <laughs> Just put him out of his misery. Let the guy go play football somewhere else. Um Marvin Comper. Absolute waste of a wage. Yep. Flop of the season. Just get him out. Scott Sinclair. 
Oh. oh. Yes. He dropped that mic. He had, Scott Sinclair. Look, Scott, you done well last season. You done okay this season. Can we afford to gamble on you doing another good season? I think we could get some money in for you. I think... No, I think a, a, a Brighton or one of these clubs I, may, I think they might spend 8 to 10 million on you and we can go and spend that somewhere else 7 million, 8 million if you've got that money in I'd let Scott Sinclair go I think that's an area of the pitch that's very important to us and if we can get someone more like the Scott Sinclair of last season than the Scott Sinclair of this season I'd, I'd be I'd be saying if I was Brendan I'd say Peter do, do the deal In the name of balance I'm trying my very best to disagree with any of that but I'm Really struggling to be perfectly honest. I can't. I can't find fault in the logic. It has. It has been a struggle with Sinclair at times. I once again have to bring up that he was officially the top scorer of the season. Uh, that's that's his. No one yep. can take it away, despite the fact that they gave him it far too early. Do you know one time I was about fourteen, thirteen, and I just started playing golf, and a new golf club opened up the road, and I stopped playing golf. I think after this, and it was a golf competition, and we were playing golf. And at the end of it, I got awarded Best Junior because everyone else was in their 50s. <laughs> and that's how Scott Sinclair ended up with the top goal scorer award for, uh, for Celtic because everyone else had patchy seasons or injuries or whatever. No, nil point for that one. You're right, golfers are weird. <laughs> uh, I'd keep Sinclair after I watched the Astana highlights again before I came in. That guy is in there. He's in there. there and yeah. he, can get, he can get that again. Happened with Chris Commons, he did. Second season syndrome, dropped down, but now you'll go away this summer, rest up, no international football, come back refreshed, and he'll be back. Okay, so Peter Law comes back into your office, Brendan, he says, you've got rid of those three players, fantastic, here's £10 million to go out and spend on a single player. Where in the field do you spend that £10 million? I'll take this. Well, you two have got rid of them, so I'm signing back Christine Gamble. <laughs> <laughs> Melly, where do you spend your £10 million? One player. Well, it's going to go... Well, I was always keeping Sinclair, but it'd be a wide player for me. £10 million is a lot of money to spend on a centre-half or a right-back. So if you're going to spend that much money, it's going to be on a flair player, somebody out wide, a replacement for Robert, somebody push Sinclair on, push Roberts on, push for, uh, push Forrest on and replace Roberts. A wee bit of magic. That was definitely in my thinking when I asked this question, but not my pick. It's a right back for me. A is £10 million pound right back? That, absolutely, yeah. I said. When you, that when is you, like the Martin Scuttle centre-half. <laughs> you, you said, um, oh sorry, when you were away, Jamie, we talked a little bit about the full-back situation and where we're ending up with Calvin Miller and Jack Henry and Chris O'Brien mm. there. It's an absolutely crucial position in modern football. Name a, a top-class club and there'll be world-class fullbacks there. Now, I'm not saying Celtic need world-class fullbacks, but it's a huge part of how these teams play. Take your pick. Look at Liverpool. Why Man United look so bad? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And the, look reason, at the reason I picked 10 million was because, in theory, that should be able to buy us the best player on, yeah. uh, in our team you by, look at by a distance. The, the Champions League finals just passed. You look at the, the fullbacks in, in that game. Oh, the, the goalkeepers. Well, <laughs> but then you've got Man City tried to base their entire team off fullbacks last season. So what I want is an absolutely unstoppable terminator of a right back. Someone who's just going to bomb up and down. But basically indiscriminately, somebody who's going to run up, touch the opposition corner yep. flag, run all the way back, touch his own corner flag and just do that for you 90 minutes. You want a T-1000? Yes, I want... Can a I have 1000 A T-1000? Right? Yeah. Can I have a, a condensed Kyle Walker for £1.5 million, please? If, if Kyle Walker is the million. answer... <laughs> if Kyle Walker is the answer, Stephen, I don't know what the question is. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you two almost talked me out of, of my pick mm. Mainly, particularly you Because I would spend my £10 million 
centre half. Go out and get me a Vidic. Mm. Go out and get me an absolute rock in the centre. Go and get me a Van Dijk, a Vidic, someone in that mould, someone that's just going to... The defence is sorted now, lads. Go play. Don't you worry. I've got all this sorted. See all this here? I've sorted this. You go play. That's where I would spend my £10 million. Pounds. I, I can't disagree with that. It's just, uh, I think, £10 million is a lot for a centre-half. But realistically, if we spend £10 million and he's good, who cares how much we spend? It yeah, doesn't really matter. matter. We spent good money on Van Dijk. Cheap at the time, but it was a lot of money for Celtic and a centre-half. And what happened? He's one of the best in Europe. Yep. So if you just pay a bit extra, sometimes you get better. Ten million's a lot for Celtic in any position, but yep. ten million's a lot. I, I, I use right back. Ten million is equally far too much for Celtic to spend on a left back. But they've got a thirty million pound left back there just now, so it would take at least ten million to replace yeah. Kieran Tierney. Yeah, yeah, I mean I I just picked ten million, I said, because yeah. I wanted that was the best player on the pitch. So yeah, Peter Long knocks on the door again, busy summer. He says, Listen, we've just had three bids, I need you to accept one. I've had 20 million come in for Dembele, 8 million come in for Tom Rogic. Have he just signed a new contract? Doesn't matter the bids there. 3 million comes in for Craig Gordon, and we don't have time to buy you a new keeper. Which one do you take? Oh, so we can't replace Gordon? No. Oh, it's Connor throws, Hazard. Oh, this throws, this throws it right up in the air. Aye. I had to make it a wee bit more difficult there. So your, your three keepers are De Vries, Bain, and Connor Hazard. Oh, my. But you're only getting 3 million. I'm still going with Craigie G. You taking the 3 million for Craig Gordon? I'll take that because Dembele. Impossible to replace. Tam Rogic, impossible to replace. Scott Bain came in, did okay. Did mostly what was asked, one or two wee hicks, but you get that with Gordon as well. He is a better keeper, so he's the easiest to replace. Ah, you're right, actually. Um, facing a season with no Tom Rogic or Dembele is a lot harder to look at than a season with Scott Bain. Mm-hmm. I think I could, I could live with a, a season of Scott Bain and goals. It was a difficult one for me to come up with, but I think we've got a consensus there. I would take the three million. Yeah. I'd take the three million for Craig Gordon. That's not to say. I mean, I, I really like Craig Gordon. I think he gets fairly unfair criticism at times. I think he's an excellent keeper, and I think it would take a hell of a lot more than three million to guarantee yourself a seriously good keeper, especially in Scotland. We've seen what what Liverpool. I don't wish to sound unkind on Carius, uh, Loris Carius there, but they paid much more than £3 million for him and he's he's been an absolute nightmare so the keeper market is extremely tricky especially for Celtic so Craig Craig Gordon has I nearly said Craig Brown why do I, I do that in every, <laughs> every time, every time. <laughs> yeah, so I would definitely get rid of Craig Brown but um, Craig Gordon's been brilliant for Celtic but £3 million I think we could live with Scott Bain okay so we're coming up to well this is the penultimate question for you do you think the famous Glasgow Rangers <laughs> under the stewardship of Stephen Gerrard as manager uh, will win a game of football against us now Melly when was the last time Rangers won a game of football against Celtic well, the cup, old co new co the cup semi counts yeah. does that count as winning, yeah. winning the match how long ago was that two three years ago three years ago so one, they've won once in three years really do you think they'll win a game against us next season a lot's happened in that time mm-hmm. since since then. I mean, Rangers were a fairly poor Rangers team, it has to be said, considerably worse than they are now. I mean, Andy Halliday was one of their, their main men. Mm-hmm. Celtic have come on immeasurably since then. Uh, will they win a game? They've got as much chance, more more chance than most. They've got more chance than Kilmarnock or Hearts or even Aberdeen because they'll, they'll have better players. Who knows if Stephen Gerrard's a good manager or not. Decent chance, as much as anyone... Can, can beat Celtic Celtic are capable of losing games now as we've yeah. seen this season will they do it? <sighs> don't know but 
they might do. They might do. But it, I need a yes or no. <laughs> I suppose it, it amounts to we're placing a lot of importance on it here by by bringing it up at this yep. time. But it might not amount to anything. We could take a defeat to Rangers and survive. Will they? I'm, I'm, I need to ask you the question. I'm doing my packs in here. Will Rangers win a game against Celtic next season, Stephen? Yes or no? Who invented the skip? Who invented the skip? <laughs> um, <sighs> These questions are meant to be difficult. Yes. Yes. Mm. Hun. <laughs> Melee. It is possible. I mean, it can't be worse than this. Yeah, that is it's nigh on impossible to be that bad. The second game against them is at Ibrooks, so it won't be. They might have the time to get their shit together by then. Depends who they bring in. Depends on a lot of things. This, this Rogers won't want it. He'll have his pride, his ego, and and a bit of rebuilding in the summer to do of his own team. Exactly. So the team needs refreshed. He won't want it. I don't. It'll push him on even more now that Gerard's there because it will reverberate around Britain if he does get beat. I'll go. No, I'm going no as well, Melly. No, they will not. There's a there's one hundred one hundred on myth, a hundred cover, a Tim Poster, whatever it is. Okay, and this is the final question. This is the probably the most prestigious award any player can be awarded this season, the Twenty Minute Tim's Official Player of the Year, Celtic Player of the Year, incidentally. So. Hope you've not picked Chris Boyd. <laughs> the twenty minute times official Celtic Player of the Year, Melly. <laughs> we tried to avoid bringing that song onto the podcast this week. Well, he is the leader of the Celtic. Celtic Brown, <laughs> Melly. Scott Brown for me. No, no qualms. No, no nothing. It's Scott Brown. It's, it's funny you should say that because he's not my pick. No, no. I mean, I don't think he had as good a season as he had last season. Uh, hard to say um, I'd probably go along with that but yeah. at the same time probably still player of the year yeah mate so he's a Celtic player of the year for you as well yeah I, I'm really struggling to go against it I, I kind of for the sake of podcasting I'd, I'd love to be able to come up with something a bit different mm. so people go oh wow he's really thought about that but I'm, I'm struggling well I picked Christopher Ayer <laughs> that, that's a joke yeah, I actually didn't pick Scott Brown although he was it was a close one between these two guys I just think McGregor has been sensational for us this season. Scored a lot of important goals. His contribution to the side has been absolutely terrific. And I just like Wee McGunk. And and as I say, it would have been Scott Brown, but I just think, could I give it to Scott Brown this year, considering he had a better season last season? And I, I, I'm not sure. Um, admittedly, no, a lot of the Celtic team didn't have as good seasons as they had last year. Yeah, but McGregor, someone who had a better season, he's performed at every level for us, scored in every competition for us. Well, and, and, and a lot of very important goals and it's funny a lot of the games that have come up time and again on this episode there are kind of memorable um, games in, in certain categories McGregor scored in pretty much every one of them yeah I mean the Zenit Bayern several of the Rangers games it's the cup final it's hard to hard to argue with him he's, he's been exceptional so that's 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 two for Scott Brown and, and, and one for Cal McGregor and that brings our podcast to a close and it brings this season to close this is our third season of podcasting it is yeah third season of podcasting um, we have a, we have a Patreon running which most people probably know about um, you can check that out on our Twitter or at patreon.com slash 20 minute tims throughout the close season we're running a competition on it um, it's a fantasy football league we put all the details on there and you can win a Celtic shirt the new one incidentally not one we've got at the back of a drawer yeah. <laughs> and some other bits and bobs so that's patreon.com slash 20 minute times be sure to check out the brand new interview with Alan Stubbs that we've just put up in the last couple of days yes, as well yes terrible punting from me um, <laughs> our, Patreon, our patrons in the last couple of 
well, we've got two player interviews up. Most yeah. recently, Alan Stubbs, who gave us an hour of his time and he was absolutely terrific. And Sean Maloney as yep. well, who had us up at Lennox Town and told us about what he's doing with Celtic and his career and stuff like that. So plenty to check out. And incidentally, if you do join the Patreon, a few people have asked this, if you join the Patreon now, you do get everything that's happened before. Yeah. You don't just get the new stuff. So it's all sitting there. If anyone's curious, it's for a mere $2.50 a month, which works out to one around 1.75 British pounds. 1.75 <laughs> British pounds <laughs> month. blogs and videos. And look, check it out. I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listened to the podcast throughout the season and given us your comments, your feedback and your tweets and everything. Honestly, it's been, it's been great. And we will see you next time. It's not goodbye. It's not goodbye. It's see you soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.